Please remain standing. Take your Bible together with me. I would like to direct your attention tonight to Isaiah 60, beginning from verse uh, 1 to 9. As we uh, make our way through the book of Isaiah, we are on chapter 6 tonight, uh, the first um, part a portion of Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 9. I will read it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see, they all gather together, they come to you. Your son shall come from afar, and your daughter shall be carried on hip. Then you shall see and be radiant, your heart shall thrill and exult because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wells of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and, uh, and Ephah. All those from, uh, from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaiah shall minister to you. They shall come up with acceptance on my altar. And I will beautify my beautiful house. Who are these that fly like a cloud and like, like doors to their windows? For like doves to their windows, for the coastland shall hope for me, the ships of Tarshish first to bring your children from afar, their silver and gold with them. For the name of the Lord your God and for the Holy One of Israel, because he has made you beautiful. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, tonight we come to you, the God who makes his people beautiful, the God who changes his people for the glory of his name so that they would attract nations to come to them and worship you, our God. Lord, speak to us through your word tonight. Change us. Help us to see the light, the glory that has come upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I don't know how many of you would remember this, but in the preceding two chapters, chapter 58 and 59, all that we saw was God 
condemning his people, the people of Israel, because of their sin. What we saw in the two chapters, 58 and 59, was God denouncing his people for disobeying him. If you go to uh, chapter 58, uh, verse uh, 1, Cry aloud, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. In chapter 58, God deals with the sins of his people. He was so angry with his people. And he told Isaiah, don't tell them about their sin quietly, but loudly as a trumpet. I want these people to know that they have failed me and they are under my wrath and anger. And then you remember chapter 59. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, or his ear dull that it cannot hear. So what was the problem? But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. You see, chapters 58 and 59, bad news. God being angry toward his people. Beloved, tonight we come to chapter 60. And in chapter 60, it is all joy. In chapter 60, it is all good news. Listen to the good news. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Arise and shine. Imagine chapter 58 and 59, God being so furious at, you know, at his people. About to punish them, about to destroy them. And now we come to chapter 6 and God tells his people, My people arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. You see, Isaiah was saying, get up. The people of Israel, there is time to sit, there is time to mourn. A time to put your head down and there is a time to stand up and shine the light that has come upon you. Be bright. Light up your lights. Something wonderful, something glorious has come upon you. Let hope be seen in you. Now, remember where these people were. You know, their spiritual condition. You remember what they were asking, Isaiah. Because the Assyrians invaded them, took them to captivity, 70 years in Babylon, in captivity. And they were asking Isaiah, when all these things take place, where is God? Is his hand short to save us? That's where they were. 
Now being in that condition, think about that, being in that condition, doubt and uncertainty, Isaiah comes and he tells them, Arise, shine, for your light, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I always picture the people saying to Isaiah, Have you lost your mind, Isaiah? Don't you see where we are? Under what circumstances we are? Look around us. We have been invaded. The Assyrians, the, the Babylonians, they took, they took our children, they took our women. They captured Jerusalem, the center of our worship. What are you talking about? How can we rise up and shine? Isaiah, be reasonable. Have, have you been there in your Christian life? God, be reasonable. Or you hear a preacher, you know, telling you the same, the same thing that Isaiah told the Israelites, arise, shine, for your light has come. Pastor, are you serious? Don't you know where we are? So what does Isaiah do? He tells them the reason why he, as a prophet from God, want them to rise up and shine. Two wonderful reasons, only two. First, God's glory changed them. God's glory came upon them to change them, verses 1 and 2. And then after God's glory changes them, the nations will be attracted to them. The nations will come to them. You see, Isaiah is telling them, the people of Israel, I want you to look beyond your circumstances. Your physical circumstances, your captivity was because of your sin. God allowed it to come upon you. The Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Egyptians, all of them are God's instruments to chastise you because of your sin. If you repent, if you turn to God, God is going to bless you. But Isaiah was saying, now I want you to look beyond of your circumstances to the blessing, to the glory, to the light that God has shone upon you. Verses 1 and 2, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Now, notice carefully. This light was not their own light. This light came from God. This light is God's glory upon them. And it came to do what? To change them. To change their hearts. To change their this, you know, disposition toward God. That's why this glory came upon them. This light came upon them. Your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Look beyond of your present circumstances. What is this glory, beloved? We touch this glory in the morning from John 1.14. But there is more here. What is this glory? Where do we see this glory? Where did this glory come upon us? I want you to think about that 
seriously tonight. How do God's glory shine upon them, upon us? What is this glory? How did God bring his glory upon his people in a practical way? Answer, through Christ the Messiah, the light of the world. And it was most vividly seen at the cross. Do you know what happened at the cross? Now you see you and I are looking beyond of our circumstances. We're listening to Isaiah. We're thinking about this glory. We're thinking about this light. We'll come back to our present circumstances at the end of my sermon. But how do you see God's glory at the cross? It was at the cross, beloved, at the cross of Jesus Christ, that God, the Son, Jesus Christ, the second person of Trinity, took our sin and shame and gave us his righteousness. Isn't that glorious? Isn't that God's glory being manifested upon you? God, through his Son, takes your sin and put it upon his son, the God-man, and then gives his righteousness to you. You, you see that transaction? We, we also call it double imputation. He takes our sin, he gives us his own righteousness for us to become the righteousness of God. Isn't that glorious? That's the glory that Isaiah is talking about. Whatever is happening in your life, you know, individually, whatever is ha happening in the life of our church, just think about this glory. And try to measure your present circumstances with this glorious act of God in your life. The imputation of His righteousness. In Matthew 16, 24... Jesus told his disciples, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You know, for, for an Israelite, for a Jew, if you tell him, take up your cross and follow me, you know, you're basically telling him, you know, take, you know, take up your shame. Take up your shame and your crime. And follow me as a criminal. That's what, it mean, that's what it means. But you see, in the case of believers, who took that shame? Jesus took that shame. Who took up that cross? Who carried that cross on our behalf? Jesus. Jesus took our shame upon him. Our crime upon him. At the cross, he became the criminal. And we were declared righteous. That's the light that Isaiah is talking about. That's the glory of God that came upon us. That Isaiah is telling the people of Israel and all of us tonight, rise up, arise, and shine. Light up this light to other people. Listen, the world look at the cross. The world looks at the cross and says that is foolishness. 
a Messiah dying on the cross? I don't want to have a Messiah like this. You know, the reason why the Israelites, you know, the Jews rejected Jesus is because of his death on the cross. Because of the shame that he carried on the cross. Being crucified among two thieves, that's foolishness. But for us, it's the glory of God upon us to change us. To change us. Listen to the Apostle Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 7 and 9. Very glorious section of the New Testament. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. For our glory. His glory, but it became ours in Christ Jesus. You see, we always talk about what? The glory of God, the glory of God, the glory of God. But you also should know, at the cross, the glory of God became our glory. You remember what Paul said? You know, the only thing that I'm, I'm proud about, the only thing that I want to boast about is the cross of Jesus Christ. There is none than the cross that I would like to boast about. Where my sin was removed from me, was given to Jesus, and his righteousness was granted to me, and I received it by faith. Let me ask you this. How many of you, when you meet with people, it could be a store, gas station, wherever you meet people, how many of you are compelled to rise up at that gas station, to rise up in that store, you know, to rise up and shine your light? Say hi. You know, can I talk to you about a special light? Can I talk to you about the glory of God upon us. If you really want to hear about Jesus, God's glory can come upon you. Arise and shine. This is our glory. Second Corinthians 3.18 And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. One degree of glory to another degree of glory. What is he talking about? The first glory is what we have now in Christ Jesus. That light that came upon us. And then... You know, another degree of glory, life beyond the grave. But now we have the glory of God upon us. That should cause us to arise and shine and rejoice. That's what Isaiah is talking about. You see, the glory, the glory changed us. The glory at the cross changed us. Listen to, to Isaiah in verse 7 and 9. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered to you. 
The rams of Nebaiah shall minister to you. They, they shall come up with, with acceptance on my, 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 my altar. Now listen to this. And I will beautify my beautiful house. What house? This house. The church. In the case of the Israelites, people in the temple. In our case, people in the church of Jesus Christ. And God is saying, I will beautify my house. I will make it beautiful. You know, in verse 9, he said this, For the name of the Lord your God, and for the Holy One of Israel, because he has made you what? Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, usually, you know, anything beautiful will be attracted to. We say, this is beautiful. I like it. You know, I want to have this. It is beautiful. You know, a young man would say, I, I want to marry this woman. She is very beautiful. I want to marry this young man. He is handsome. You know, beautiful attracts you. Yes? And God, you see, is saying, I made you beautiful so that other people will be attracted to you. What, be what beauty? Is he talking about our external beauty, beauty? No. Christ in us. Changing us. The Holy Spirit in us. You know, conforming us to the likeness of Jesus Christ. When you and I display love and kindness and gentleness and forgiveness. Love for God. Love one, for one another. Hatred towards sin. You know, when we display all these attributes in our Christian life, we'll, people will be attracted to us. People will be attracted to the church because of what? Because of what God did in us, making us beautiful. Making us beautiful. And secondly, God's glory in us attracts nations to us. Listen to Isaiah in verse 2. For behold, darkness shall come, cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. Like what, you, what we see in John 3. The, 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 the judgment has come. You know, the people of this world love darkness than light because their deeds were wicked. So the world was full of darkness, but by God's grace and His mercy, you and I saw the light. The light shone upon us. The light came upon us. But the Lord will arise upon you, and His glory will be seen upon you. And listen to this. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. You remember the... the, the you remember the, 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 the Magi, the Magi, the Magi, who came to visit uh, the baby Jesus? They were attracted to Jesus. They came to Jesus with, with their gifts. What attracted them? The news. He is the king. He is the savior of the world. If you come to him, if you go to him, you will be saved, you will be forgiven. He's the righteous king, 
for a righteous kingdom. So they, they were kings at the time. Honorable and respected men came to bow down and worship baby Jesus. What attracted them? All his attributes. Everything that they heard about him. So Jesus in us will attract the nations. Some of you, maybe you ask, why are we in Japan? Where are, why are we in Uganda? Why are we in in China? What are we doing? We are lighting up the light. God told us to arise and shine. So we are proclaiming the light of the gospel to the nations. So that nations would would be attracted to the church of Jesus Christ, to the preaching of the gospel. So like the, the Magi, Arise and shine, stand, shine your light, God's glory in you. First Peter 2. You remember our scripture reading, but I'm going to read it again just to bring it home once again. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So you are saved, you have received mercy from God. And what's your duty to proclaim the marvelous light to the nations, to people in darkness, to people in darkness. I don't know how many of you remember, but back home when a Muslim convert, you know, he was converted to Christianity. And after six months, he got arrested. And the man who was interrogating him, he told him, what I want you to do right now is to stop following this Jesus. And the response of this young man, new convert to Christianity was, my friend, I have seen the light. No turning back. I have seen the light. Don't take me back to darkness. I have seen the light. So you will not stop meeting. You will not stop telling people about Jesus. How can I stop telling people about Jesus? He's the light of the world. It's my call to share this light with other people. Beloved, that way you are as a Christian... I'm here on earth as a believer who have seen light 
who have God, you know, who has God's glory in his life. I am here to share this glory. Now I want you to come back to the question that I asked earlier. The people, you know, were asking Isaiah, what are you talking about? Look at our circumstances. Is it really the time for us to arise and shine? It's possible, you see, you and I might be there tonight. Pastor Zaki, what are you talking about? Look at our circumstances. We're small. We don't even have enough finances to move on forward. And you are telling us to rise, to arise and shine? It's not I who's telling you that. It's God. It's God. We have seen the light, brothers and sisters in Christ. We have seen the light. We have the glory of God in the life of each and every one of us. And we have been called individually and as a church to arise and shine this light to the nations. Listen to Paul in Ephesians 3.20. He will tell you who our God is. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Our God is able to do beyond far than what we ask. The question is, He does that through us. He does that through us. So what do we do? We pray. We pray and we ask God, Lord, do. Do more. Do more abundantly. Far more abundantly than all we ask or think. And he's faithful. He has been faithful. He will be faithful. If we will be faithful in praying and doing his will. That's the reason you see why Isaiah is saying arise. Despite your circumstances. It's temporal. Arise. Think about the glory of God in you. Look beyond your present circumstances. That's what Christians do. That's what believers do. Because our God is this God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. The power is not over there. The power is in us. He's going to use us to do something far and abundant, more than what we ask. But we are the instruments because the glory is in us. We have seen the light. 
So with prayer, I would like to leave you with these thoughts tonight and encourage you, starting from my own life, encourage you to go to the Lord in prayer for the sake of his name and the work of his kingdom. Let's pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, thank you for making us one, one in Christ, one body of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the love, the support that we have among us as brothers and sisters in Christ. Help us as a congregation to love you, to obey you, to listen to your voice. Because Jesus said, I know my sheep, my sheep hears my voice and follow me. So tonight, help us to hear you, follow you, in the light of what we heard from, you, from your word. Humble us, create this joy in us, a joy of belonging to you, the God who hears his children as they pray to him, the God who is able to do far more abundantly than we ask for. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.